the se- the season is what it is. I mean, and these teams are out here busting their ass, and then obviously, you know, they're going to say, "Oh, we're we're much better. We're going to be a contender." You'll know that you're a contender when you when you actually make plays and the other team doesn't hang around. I mean, Minnesota had many chances to put to put teams away, you know, and they couldn't do it. And the Eagles and 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 think for the Eagles that that's that long that stretch of those winning the five of their last six games. Like I told you, when when the game, when we played the Saints and we knew we were going to get our ass whipped, I told you we were going to get our ass whipped. After that, they have six games to go. They can make something out of those last six games, and they exactly and they did exactly that. And the only game they lost was a BS overtime was a BS game against the Cowboys, a game that they could have won. Or a game they could have, would have, should have. So this this Eagles team is is gotten their act together, and like I said, to get to get Nick Foles back in the in the in the game, and obviously playing the way he's playing going into this postseason, is a very good is a very good good thing. You know, it's a very good known for the Eagles moving forward, at least for this postseason. I don't know. Because I don't know how far they're going to go. They may not go too far, but just to know that you made the playoffs and you're not statistically, and you're not going to be one of those teams that won the Super Bowl and didn't make it the next next year, you know? You're not on that list. Yeah, yeah man. Well, um, yeah, we'll see, man. They, uh, they're going to have a tough test this weekend, though. Yeah, because the Bears' defense is nobody to be messing with. This is the toughest defense in the entire in the entire league. And if the Eagles can somehow survive that, something tells me it may be that it may feel I might feel a certain way again. But but the funny thing is, even though this is a tough matchup, it's not like the Bears are 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 a world to better than everybody else. They're a, they're a def- they're a team that offensively doesn't scare nobody. You know, you're afraid of Mitch Trubisky. He's been playing pretty well the last couple weeks too, so uh, you know they they can always uh, they can always hold the the Bears' offense in check. And hey, you never know, man. Last year the Eagles when the Eagles played the Vikings, the Vikings were basically the best defense in the NFL. Look what they did. Yeah, they they got punked out. They they like they always do. They they come up short. They come up small. <laughs> they came up short and they came up small. But like I said, I mean, it's going to be interesting because, like I said, it's, I, I kind of said, maybe I did say this at the beginning of back in the summer. The Eagles, I felt like, are going to make the postseason again, but they're going to be on the road this time. And now they're on the other side of the, of the playoff picture. Which means they have to play if they want to get back to the big game. They got to win three straight road games, which is not impossible, but obviously it's not going to be easy at all. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, teams that actually have done that: nineteen eighty-five New England Patriots, two thousand seven New York Giants, two thousand ten Green Bay Packers. <laughs> so. It can be done. Yeah, man. I mean, it's always possible, but it's going to be a, it'll be a tough road, that's for sure. 
And also the Pittsburgh, I think, yeah, the Steelers did it too. Yeah, the Steelers also did it in 2006. No, 2005, 2005. But, but this Eagles team, like I said, there's no pressure. I'm sorry, there is no pressure. We weren't supposed to even be in the postseason the way this the, the game went. You know, we we had terrible offense early in the year. couldn't couldn't score for for couldn't score for shit in the first quarter. Well, the worst for, first quarter offenses in the league, and obviously, you know, you have a running game that's not even in the top twenty in the league going into this postseason. You got a a, a third stringer at best being your leading rusher in Josh Adams. I mean, obviously, Darren Sproles being back makes a big, has helped helped out a lot in screens and, and obviously in the passing game as well. But like I said, I mean, it's going to be a, it's going to be a battle, you know, it's going to be interesting, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's going to be an interesting game on Saturday, on Sunday. And the good news is, before we're the last game. We're actually the last game. So we get to watch the other team scoof up and screw up and watch their season go up in smoke before we get to our game. <laughs> no, I don't like that, though, man. I'd like to, I'd like to watch that shit earlier. I don't want to fucking wait around all weekend. Yeah, I hear you. I, I understand. It's it. You know, you 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 want to get your business done right away so you can you enjoy the rest of the football, knowing that okay, they did what they had to do, and everybody else has to do what they have to do. But, but hell, I mean, look on the bright side. If you're a, if 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 you're a cowboy fan, you have pressure going into your game, you know. And they may have to close, and they may have to end their season before us. They may have to pack their gear before we do. But who knows? I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting postseason. You know, this it's gonna be an interesting weekend. I mean, we have a rematch with uh, like I said, we have a rematch with uh. With the Colts and the Texans, where the road team has won both matchups this year. Yeah. Andrew Luck is coming in here playing his ass off. And obviously, you know, it's it, it'll be interesting to see what happens in that matchup. And then we have, like I say, Cowboys and Seahawks, and Russell Wilson has never lost at Jerry World. He's two and zero there. So I don't know how, how you know the Cowboys, how they're going to be able to just stop that, and and obviously Seahawks have probably the best run game in the league. You know, yeah, they have probably the best run game in the league. So, so that'll be something to think about. And then my other team, the Ravens. Yeah, I can understand Sunday is going to be very tough for me personally. Just you know. Ravens, an unlikely, an unlikely division winner going against the Chargers. You know. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can, uh, you can jerk watching the Ravens, and you can jerk off watching the Eagles. Mm. But anyway, people are listening. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, anyway, like I said, that that's going to be an interesting matchup with uh with. With Lamar Jackson, that running offense, and then the, and how tough that Ravens defense is, could this be Terrell Suggs' last big big go around with the Ravens? He's going to be a free agent in March. Hopefully, he obviously he wants to be a Raven for life, and they've been very respectful to the 
to the organization. It's obviously it's one of the best well-run organizations in the league, so they're going to take care of him. I, I don't think he's going to go anywhere that that we know of. They'll do what they can to resign him if he wants to come back. But the Chargers, like I said, they have not lost on the road all year. They are 8-0 on the road. A dangerous team, and like I said, I mean... For for to lack of home field advantage, they know they know how to travel, and that's going to be a tough bat battle there for Baltimore. It could be probably the toughest playoff matchup if you think about it. Even though they beat them a couple just a few weeks ago, so yeah. But like I said, let's look at other other news around the league. As you know, it's black. You know what happens at the end of what happens the day after. It's called Black Monday. You're very aware of it. It's when head coaches are shown the door. And we have eight openings. Eight openings. The Browns, the Broncos, the Buccaneers, the Packers, the Dolphins, the Bengals. I mean, a lot of teeth, you know, the Jets. Yeah, there's uh, I mean, every day some, but finally, uh, finally your boy uh, Marvin Lewis got canned. It only took him 16 years to figure it out, or whatever, whatever however long he was there. Yeah, 2003. Since 2003, he was there. Yeah. The th- the thing is, I I think I don't think they just let him go like a lot of coaches. I think. Because he's been there for such a long time, and he and he had some success as far as getting them into the postseason, a couple of division titles, but like I said, no postseason victories, and you can't, and you just like I said, you just can't, you can't survive in this league if you don't pr- produce. Everybody knows what they want to be in this league as a head coach to be, and that's to win the Super Bowl. That's that's basically it. It, it. you want to be what Bill Belichick is, you know. You want to be what Bill Belichick is, and you and if you're not if you don't show up right away or you know or whatever, you're going to be shown the door very quickly. Look at Steve Wilkes, only one year in Arizona, just one year. That's it. So, like I said, this league is not this league is not kind if you don't produce. If you don't produce, you're not going to have a you're not going to be here long enough. And you know, like I said, it's going to be interesting. I mean. But like I said, when I look at all these teams that are obviously going to be changing head coaches, there's a lot of quarterback issues as well. Obviously, the easiest one to think about is Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, you know, is he, you know, what uh, what kind of deal do you have there, you know, where you believe that, okay, if I can coach Aaron Rodgers, I can win a championship. You don't need to coach Aaron Rodgers. You just need to manage the team if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. That's the problem that Green Bay has had over the last couple of years. Yeah, well, hey, I mean, it kind of goes to show you, you know, the Eagles were willing to go out and get Nick Foles as the backup quarterback. You know, they made a priority of getting a quality backup. And that's and that's unfortunate because, like I said, 
you know, how much the backup quarterback obviously plays a role in this league is very important to success. And like I said, I mean, Aaron Rodgers could be a, has been a help for years, but has also become a hurt recent years. And, you know, like I said, we'll, I'm sure we will have other we'll have plenty of weeks to discuss where the head coaches are and obviously when we get when we get word of the he, of the of the next of these head coaches we'll we'll dissect what we think these head coaches can do with their organizations before we are finished with the with the season how much longer we have left I think we have about a month left so yeah we'll see I mean I've seen a couple articles on, you know, Philly websites about Schwartz being a potential candidate, but I don't see it happening, man. I don't see it this year. No, I don't, I don't think he's his, he, he is as high as they think he is, as they think people think. I mean, Mike McCarthy is, is very much linked to the Browns. We already went through that a couple of weeks ago when he lost his job, that he had connections with the Browns organization. And as much as Greg Williams has done a damn good job, you know, making you know, and Baker Mayfield had a lot of success and 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 turned this thing around. Turned this thing around. The problem is, they don't look at Greg Williams as the long term success for the Browns, and they look at Mike McCarthy. And to me, I feel like that's kind of it's kind of a shame if if Greg Williams can't can't retain that job because he's done such a solid job defensively and obviously Baker Mayfield. But obviously, they need an offensive voice, voice and. And that's the thing about the New York Jets. You know, you have pieces around you with Sam with Sam Darnold as your starter, but like I said, and and that's going to be critical when you think about the AFC East because Brady and Belichick are are, are heading towards the twilight of their dynasty. You can you can bet your ass that, you know. Yeah. They're getting towards the twilight of their dynasty. It could end. It could end within the next year or so. I don't think they're going to be as much as Brady says he'll be around for another three or four years. I doubt that he's going to his body's going to take any more hits and it's going to break down eventually. You know, you you, you get to your forties if you're not a race car driver, you get to your forties as an athlete. You basically are one injury away from being over. You know, you're one injury away from being over, and and Brady either is going to get hurt or he's going to or he's going to or his body's going to give up. He's not going to. You know he's had some. He he didn't have the season that he wanted, but the team is still well well coached and well rounded that they can still make a run. And you obviously have them again playing in Atlanta next month. But I don't see that. You know Brady is going to have to win on the road potentially if he's going to make it to the to the to the Super Bowl. And I don't know if he's going to be able to do that this time. I think that you know his time is coming up. But if you think about the Jets. They have to get a, a voice like Rex Ryan was. Remember when Rex Ryan joined the Jets, and in their first two years, they're in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I and I and I think the Jets have have the talent to get to get their act together. But like I said, they need a guy who's going to be a tough voice in that locker room, and a guy who's not going to take shit. Todd Bowles was the complete opposite. He was a quiet, quiet guy who didn't, who really wasn't a guy. He couldn't motivate nobody. I don't think he's a terrible coach, but he just couldn't motivate anybody because he was so quiet. You know? We'll, we'll see, man. I'm not a, 
you know, I've been saying for years I'm not a fan of uh, of Darnold. So, you know, he had an okay year, but he wasn't great. You know, he was he had some up and down moments, but he he didn't blow me away. I was more impressed with uh, obviously Mayfield, but also even Josh Allen. Well, that's the thing about Josh Allen, you know, Bills have their, they have their franchise guys, so, I mean, he did a hell of a job when he played, when he played, he played very well, and, you know, like I said, I mean, and then, and then that makes it interesting, because if you're Miami Dolphins, who are also looking for another head coach, because Adam Gates was probably the biggest surprise, because a lot of people like Adam Gates, and he, and him getting shown the door was a shocker was a shocker as well, you know? I mean, yeah. you know, does that does that hurt his va- I mean, does that hurt his value or do you think that the Dolphins should re- start to rebuild because I've heard rumors about Ryan Tannehill being shoved either being released or being traded out here in a few not too in the not too distant future, which means they're probably going to restart over again in Miami. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be surprising if, it, if, if that ends up happening because, you know, when a team brings in a new coach, typically the coach wants his own guy in their quarterback. But it all depends on who they bring in, I guess. Yeah, but it, it's just shocking that Adam Gase was shown the door. I'm, I'm, I'm a little shocked at that. I mean... You know, yeah, they didn't, obviously, they didn't do very well this year, but it wasn't like they were 1-15. I mean, Adam Gates can coach a little bit. He made the playoffs his first season there. That just tells you enough, you know. Obviously, Tannehill wasn't the Tanhill wasn't the, the franchise guy that he thought he was. I mean, that they thought he was. You know, he got hurt. He got hurt and missed the whole season last year, got hurt again this year. So yeah, Miami obviously. I, I think they kind of dropped the ball a little quick, too quick on Adam Gates. Because you got like you got to look at the AFC East. The like I said, the Brave Belichick run is about to come to an end. Somebody's going to hit hit gold in about three or four years when that dynasty is over. Somebody's going to hit gold. So somebody's going to have. I think this off season may be the most important off season for those three teams, knowing what the future is in five years. And it's not going to be Brady and Belichick. Somebody else is going to have a control of that division. So we'll see what happens this offseason with that with with that division. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I think that going, looking down the line, I think the Bills have a shot to uh, sort of take over that division. Because you look at their team, as of just right now, they have a top five defense. They have... Uh, a uh, young, talented quarterback. Um, they have a top ten draft pick, and they have a, a lot of draft picks. And they have, a, it, after getting cut some dead weight, they have about ninety million dollars in cap space. So they really have the ability to make some moves this year and really make that team good. And like I said, they're already starting off with the top five defense and a and a quarterback. So yeah. And then there's teams like the Denver Broncos. I mean, you know, Vance Joseph, it's a shame. But like I said, the Broncos are such a important organization when it comes to their history and their success. And obviously, you know, the unfortunately, the, the, the ownership, you know, both the husband and the wife, you know, they're both sadly have, you know, they both have Alzheimer's. 
and the team's going to be sold within the next year or so once they're once sadly they they pass on, you know, because you know Alzheimer's is there's no coming back from that, unfortunately. Yeah. But obviously, firing Vance Joseph is it was a was a, was big. But then again, you look at John Elway, who's basically running the organization. It seems like he seemed like a genius the first couple of years, you know, with 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 getting Peyton Manning one more run after his neck after his next situation, and they were able to get a couple Super Bowl appearances, and they actually got a championship out of that run with Peyton. But since then, they haven't gotten the quarterback position right at all. You know, obviously, Case Keem didn't work out this year. And they're going into an offseason where they need a head coach that's going to that's gonna be more aggressive. And they may need to get a... And they're going to have to draft another quarterback. Because the, the quarterback market in this offseason is not going to be that great. And on top of that, the quarterback group coming in, in in the 2019 draft is not going to be that great either. It's not going to be that good either. So, I mean, there's a lot of questions with that organization going into this offseason. Yeah, we'll see, man. I mean, that could be a spot where, uh, they could, who knows, they could be interested in Nick Foles. Well, Nick Foles obviously is going to be, is going to be no matter what happens the rest of this, you know, what no matter what happens, He's going to be the number one guy on the market. He's he's earned that. He's earned that right. And obviously, teams are going to get the going to bet the king's ransom on him. They're going to bet the king ransom, and they know that if if the Eagles want to franchise him, and then see him send him in a trade, which I don't think they're going to do that. They'll let him walk, you know, potentially for nothing. I don't know if they would or not. Then obviously. A lot of teams are going to be interested, but a lot of these teams that are looking for head coaches will have absolutely are going to be pitching for a lot of reasons. But I'll tell you one. But I'll tell you one team, one one place you do not need the head coach. I don't want to coach, and that's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. I mean, Jameis Winston is a waste. He's a waste. I mean. This guy, you know, has a perfect college career and a pathetic NFL career so far. You know, the guy only lost one game as a starter in Florida in two years at Florida State, and then he goes to Tampa Bay. You know, and it's and you think that this guy is going to be the next big thing. He beats the Eagles, blowing them out, looking like Tom Brady that time. And then you know, it just seems like when you look at this, when you look at this situation. This past year was kind of like a three-ring circus. They had a hell of an offense that could up the most one of the most yards in the league, but they can't find a way to win games. They can't find a way to win games at all. You know, and pretty much outside of the Saints, the NFC South was a disappointment all around. When you look at Carolina blowing a six and two start, and Atlanta obviously struggled all season, and they have the best wide receiver trio in the league. But Tampa Bay, how you how you going to tell me that Dirk Cutter couldn't coach Jameis Winston? He could, but it cost him his job. And they, and you don't even know wh- where to go at, you know. Deshaun Jackson is gone. He doesn't want to come back there. He, he's done out there. So, I mean, my question to you is, if whoever takes that 
Tampa Bay job, are they going to be, you know, are they going to be willing to deal with with Jameis Winston or is Jameis because they because ownership announced that he's coming back, he's going to be the starter week one next in September. So, what do you think? Yeah, man, I guess he might as well give him one more year because, like you said, the draft doesn't really, um, doesn't really um, have a whole lot at quarterback this year, so you may as well just give him one more shot. Yeah, but like I said, this th- that franchise, they, they just, I don't know what they do, what they think they could do, you know. It's pathetic yeah. every year. Every year it's pathetic. And the Glacier family should be ashamed of themselves because every two or three years they change head coaches anyway. That's been their that's been their history since they took over the franchise. Every year, every two years they have another head coach. And that head coach is supposed to be better than the last head coach they had. And supposed to be better than the last head coach they had. And the last head coach they had. They did. They they just spinning their wheels in that in that you know, and and that's your hometown team anyway. Even though you're, you know, that's your hometown team. And on top of that, you should be the head coach. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, that's not my my team, man. Yeah. Fuck that. And then you look I, at Ari- and then you, and then you look at Arizona. I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean. I don't know. I mean, you got Josh Rosen, but that's pretty much it, you know. Yeah, I mean, that, that, now that's a team that I wouldn't want to coach out of all of them. They I mean, oh my God! I mean, Larry Fitzgerald is. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame. Classy guy. What does he have left? Yeah, I know. He's, I mean, even if he has another year left, it doesn't matter. They're not winning. They're not making the playoffs next year. No. So. No, David Johnson, you know, he had a wrist injury, but it looked like he b- tore his knee and his neck up the way the way he played at times this year. Good yeah. Lord. It's, it's pretty sad. I mean, they were the worst offense in the league this year. Scored the least amount of points. So, with that, with those two talents, it's a damn shame, and and I and I know Josh Rosen thinks he's a great quarterback, but unfortunately, you know he's not the Jared Goff Jr. He's not gonna. It's not gonna turn around next year like he thinks it's going to. You know, it's sad enough Bruce Arians left, left went to TV and wants to get back into a head, into a head co- coaching job next year, and if he does, shame on Arizona for not giving for not giving him the full confidence. It's like John Harbaugh. It's like Jim. It's like Jim Harbaugh in, in San Francisco. You're you're basically ruining your franchise with letting him go. Yeah. So I don't know, but like I said, it's going to be interesting. And then the two teams that probably that didn't change head coaches, but maybe should have Jacksonville, and I'll give you a shocker: the Pittsburgh Steelers with 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 my, with Mike Tomlin. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Mike Tomlin, I mean, I, I understand that Pittsburgh has a great legacy with head coaches. Only three head coaches in the last 50 years. They all won Super Bowls. They all have legacies. But they blew it. They blew it this year. The Le'Veon Bell distraction half of the season. And then 
They 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 just played terrible down the stretch. They blew get blue games, blew, blew the game against San Diego on a Sunday night, and then and then the Antonio Brown situation at the at the end. Of, you know, coming into this game, you know, and I feel like you know Roth, Roethlisberger doesn't have many more years left either, you know. So what what are the Steelers going to be able to do in the next couple of years? Where do you see them in two to three more years? Yeah, I mean, they, uh, they, they, they might have some issues there, man. You know, they obviously, uh, Bell's gone. Um, you know, Brown, he's a, he's a, you know, he's becoming a cancer in that team, on that team. So, you know, he's looking to leave now. So, if I were them, I wouldn't be. I'd be open to trading him if they if they can get some, like a first rounder for him, no doubt. You know, Juju Smith Schuster is, is uh, he's got some talent, but at the same time, one for Roethlisberger, they got nothing at quarterback, so they need to start thinking about the future. Yeah. Yeah, and and you gotta ask yourself: Is Mike Tomlin going to be a part of that? potential next two or three years I mean they can't have another they they're gonna be most of that group's gonna be back next year and I'm and 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 even though I it's 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 time will tell about this Antonio Brown situation but I believe he'll be back next year for one more year they can't they can't they can't it's Super Bowl or bust for the Steelers next year it's Super Bowl or bust because if it if it's if they if they're not in the soup if they're if they're not in the Super Bowl, if they're not in Super Bowl Fifty Four, I think that's Mike Tomlin's ass. I think it's he's going to be shown the door. As sad as it is, you got to win in this league. You got to win. Steelers have too have too much expectations to underachieve. Too many expectations to underachieve, and they underachieve big time this year. Big time. And then one more team before we before we're we're finished here, the Detroit Lions. Oh my God! I mean, like I said, Jim Caldwell and Matt Patricia. Who who do you rather have as the head coach? And you and you have to pick one of them. I know you don't want neither of them, but you had to pick one of them. Which one would you rather have? Um, I mean, I guess I don't even know, man. I mean, I guess Patricia's a little bit more of an unknown because he's only coached for, been a head coach for one year. So if I if I think uh, I mean I, I I wouldn't want Caldwell for sure, and you know at least there's some unknown upside there with Patricia, but I probably really wouldn't want either of them. So you rather have, even though you want, I know you don't want neither of them, but. You rather go with Patricia, the guy that yeah, it's just the, because I already, um, in my as far as I'm concerned, I already know that uh, Caldwell not winning any Super Bowl. So, but here's my thing about about this situation. But here's my situation. Patricia doesn't seem like a leader of men, and and I think because he's a defensive head coach, and you need an offensive head coach when you have a franchise quarterback like Stafford. I feel like Stafford took a major step back this year. Either he was hurt, his numbers were down, he had one of his worst years. 
obviously the Golden Tate trade through through a curveball at the because I feel like when he was when he was traded and nobody really knew about it, nobody really it surprised them all. It, they never recovered. The whole season was 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 down the drain after that. Yeah. But I also feel like, you know, he's kind of, you know, Patricia has to be a leader of men. And he and he wasn't this year. He had the first game he got blown out in the third quarter at home by 30 points. Now, what kind of message are you sending sending your fan base and and and, and your team by that pathetic performance? And the only damn thing you did, and the only damn thing you did was beat the the only damn thing you did was beat Brady and Belichick. You beat Brady and Belichick, and you had a great game plan on Sunday night. That's all the hell you did. <laughs> yeah. You didn't do shit. The rest of the year, you didn't do shit. So I'm supposed to believe that? I mean, to me, it's gonna be interesting. To, it's gonna be interesting to see what's gonna happen. You know, what's gonna happen next? You know, what's gonna happen next? You know. Yeah. But just it's just I I don't know, man. I I really I really don't know. But like I said. By, by by next Wednesday, we'll have a lot to discuss when it comes to. The, I'm sure there'll be at least two head coach 